This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Well, hello and welcome back to the E-Commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters, Head of Retail Strategy at Acadia, and I apologize for my head cold voice this week. It's the best I can manage. I'm feeling a lot better after a day sick in bed yesterday and ready to um, share what is the latest and greatest with you. This week, there is no interview, and instead I'm going to be sharing a collection of news and Uh, emerging best practices from our retail media and marketplaces team at Acadia. These are news stories that you may have already heard about, may have flown under the radar, and I'm looking forward to sharing these with you. First is some reminders of dates as we get closer to Prime Day, which is next week, and Black Friday, Cyber Monday, all of these dates are coming up fast, so just a couple of reminders on what needs to happen by when. I also have a really fascinating update about Amazon Marketing Cloud from one of our retail media managers, Eva Tomic, that may be applicable to you if you're using Amazon Marketing Cloud. FBA holiday peak fees increase, and finally Amazon 3D. So let's let's jump into that. So first of all, just a reminder to send in your FBA and multi-channel fulfillment inventory to Amazon by October 26. So that is sort of the cutoff date, five weeks away to ship in your Amazon inventory. And it needs to actually arrive at the fulfillment centers by October 26 for the Black Friday, Cyber Monday. And um, just a public service announcement here a lot of the um a lot of the carriers get backlogged at this time as well and so even just getting your inventory onto a truck and to amazon you might expect that to take longer also we had a client a couple of years ago who had a big inventory shortage in the Q4 season where a whole truckload of inventory just did not get checked in at Amazon. (laughs) It's a full truckload and the trucking company said that it was delivered to Amazon. Amazon said they never received it and it was literally months later that the inventory got checked in and clearly it had been sitting in a container in some lot somewhere and just been forgotten about (laughs) not checked in so anyway that's just a it's very important year to have every all the inventory ahead a little bit earlier so that it arrives before the cutoff dates and you can be very confident that whatever advertising strategy you've put into place and started preparing for ideally with top of funnel dsp so um that your investment there actually your return on that so that's the first news item. Second is is not so much a news item, but something that's very an emerging development with Amazon Marketing Cloud. So again, I, I want to give credit to Eva on our retail media team, who is really um, very passionate about Amazon DSP 
an Amazon marketing cloud and always coming up with new ways to look at things and best practices and love catching up with Eva and hearing what she's she's working on. She says I wanted to share a few updates specifically now that we're closer to Prime Day. Three key points of Amazon Marketing Cloud that I've been testing for one of my clients are number one, day parting settings, number two, geotargeting, and number three, AMC custom audiences. So, and she's breaking down, she's learned over the past three months. So the first is day parting settings, which is a, 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 a report is available natively in the PackView Amazon Marketing Cloud report. So she says, look at the performance by hour. I've noticed that my lowest ROAS and T ROAS were in the hours between midnight and 5 a.m. For that reason, I've applied day parting settings during these hours. This essentially would mean more money to be spent during the rest of the hours throughout the day. The results are, I've expected to see higher increase on ROAS and T ROAS, but the increase was only slight. In some line items, the performance was the same. So I wouldn't say that this is a big game changer on its own. So that's a really interesting point. Obviously, we have had day parting for a long time through third-party ad tech tools like PackView on the PPC side, but day parting with DSP is sort of a lesser utilized technique, I'd say. In this particular example, didn't seem to move the needle a whole lot, but it's obviously something that's worth testing um, on your account if you're currently using AMC. So AMC tactic number two, geotargeting. In PackView, you can choose to see your data per state or per DMA. DMAs are smaller than states. So what are the results? Focusing on a smaller part and not over the whole US, you can concentrate your advertising efforts and maximize in specific areas of the state. This would give you overall more visibility in these states, which you usually wouldn't receive if you were just spending your budgets throughout the whole US. In this way, in these areas that were the most profitable, we were able to maximize our performance and reach many more shoppers. So this was a win for us. In terms of ROAS, T ROAS, we've seen an increase and our efficiency was much better. You can also mix geotargeting and day parting and apply both to a line item. She says that she did four types of line items, a regular line item without day parting or geotargeting, one with just day parting, one with just geotargeting and one with both. Um, I would suggest testing all of them because what, what worked for me doesn't mean it will mean the same for everyone. So that's a really cool and interesting approach. And it's uh, just a note from Kiri on this. Um, when we, It's one of the, the very best use cases of Amazon Marketing Cloud is where we can actually look at the geographical segmentation and line that up with whatever geographical um, analysis a brand has done with their D2C channel and see what kind of differences there are between an Amazon shopper and a D2C shopper. Sometimes that's different, sometimes it's similar. And we can also see, as Eva said, what are the more profitable states or DMAs that we can target and maybe allocate a little bit differently to those geographical areas. So then she shares the final um, uh, use case or 
something that she's been testing, which is AMC custom audiences. And she says that this has been a big win. So using a custom query in AMC to create an audience that will look at the last 90 days of people who've added your products to cart, but haven't purchased your products. She says that this is the second best performing order in this particular account. Make sure that any add to cart potential customers you are reaching back to um, are reminded about your brand, especially if you've noticed that your consideration period is longer. So there's three ways to, um, to, to look at this within PackView in the AMC console. Um, one of them is an overview dashboard to analyze the customer journey. And so you can see the interaction between PPC and DSP there. And importantly, you can see which paths are more likely to lead to conversion and hourly data as well. So that's something we've known about for a little while. And then audience insights will give you a detailed overview of who your shoppers are, their age demographic, but most importantly, location data per state. Also will give you insights about their interests. For example, her client is in the personal care category and they've noticed a high percentage of shoppers who are buying products are interested in prime video, military and war movies and TV shows, home improvement and video romance movies. So <laughs> bit of a mixed bag there. Um, you can use this to segment your, um, your targeting. So th this is pretty interesting. Um, she says that with adding DSP into the mix for this particular client, they've been growing steadily and um, that, that we've started adding AMC insights for testing and slowly building line items before the summertime prime day. On the summertime prime day, the account and all the new settings got such great traction and velocity that the next month, August almost outperformed July, which is interesting because prime day is in July, and we're reaching new milestones each month. So just a great use case there. AMC is, we haven't talked about a ton on this podcast, but it is a, it, it is sort of a more advanced reporting package, really only useful and suitable if you're currently leveraging Amazon DSP. But what we love about it is that it finally brings DSP and PPC together. We can see how those two ad platforms work together, how they enhance the performance, how DSP enhances the performance of PPC and um, PPC helps to close the sale, whereas DSP helps to build awareness and we can actually see a better lifetime journey and it's not sort of d disjointed in the way that if you're just looking at DSP separate to PPC is. So anyway, it's something that we have really fallen in love with at Acadia and um, this type of reporting and these insights that Eva's sharing is part of the reason why. So that is the AMC news bag item and now just pivoting over to the FBA holiday peak fees increase. So this is another public service announcement that Amazon started increasing the FBA fees for the holiday season. So just a reminder on this, it's the, the peak fee period is October 15 to January 14. The rates themselves are unchanged from 2022 and you can review all those 
different rates by size and weight. We'll link up in the show notes to, to this, but it's more or less a reminder that the fee, FBA fees increased during that um, four-month period and three-month period, rather, and uh, just to factor that into your profitability analysis when you're looking at how much to discount, how much to spend on ads, make sure you account for those increased fees. Now for our final news item, Amazon 3D. And again, going to shout out some credit to my fellow um, colleagues at Acadia's retail media and marketplaces team. This one is from Danilo Alvarez, who shared this on LinkedIn about Amazon 3D. What was once exclusive to select brands is now widely available for registered brand owners on Amazon. You can now incorporate 3D content onto your listings, which can really change how you engage with customers and show them what what your product looks like in real life. So imagine allowing your customers to virtually try on shoes or eyewear, or even to me, like this technology has been around for a while with other retailers, but trying on different shades of makeup. Enable them to enhance your products within their own spaces things like furniture, creating a truly immersive experience. And finally, empowering customers to rotate and zoom in on your products from every angle, revealing smaller details that static product photos can't capture. And so Amazon also shared data on um, what this feature looks like. So they Amazon's data says that customer engagement with AR-enabled products on Amazon grew the customer engagement grew eightfold from 2018 to 2022. So more people are using um, you know, that widget to try on the product at home. I think I've tried, actually, now that I think of it, I think I used it to see what a shoe would look like, look like on my foot, um, which was actually pretty cool. So yeah, it is because it's new, it is pretty intriguing. People, are, when, when you see that feature on a product, it's not that common, so a lot of people want to try it out. Using AR virtual try-on or view in 3D doubled purchase conversion rates. That is super cool. 94% of surveyed customers intend to use virtual try-on again, reflecting overwhelming satisfaction. And activate view in your room functionality for an average 9% boost in sales. So this is pretty cool. Yes, it is, as Danilo says, it's now widely available for brand registered brands. So that's great. But the catch is you obviously need to develop that creative asset and it's not, um, you know, historically this is required using a specialty studio. Um, blanking on the names of some of the ones that I know, but these are studios that have very expensive specialized setups that will take you know over a hundred photos of your product from all different angles and turn it into a 3d um, uh, image that's able to be manipulated that's not super easy but what's really really cool about on top of the butt is that Amazon actually created a DIY way to do this which is super interesting. I have not tested it yet, but I'm not sure what the quality is like, but they have created an ability to do your own 3D image capture as a seller. 
which is pretty amazing. So I like to take cues from what Amazon does rather than what they say, because what they say can be confusing or um, a bit opaque or um, I don't always take what they say at face value, but what they in choose to invest in speaks volumes to me. So if Amazon is investing in a lot, you know, going back a few years, enhanced product content for sellers, what was how what A plus was formerly known as for Seller Central, and when that was a new thing, it was amazing because A plus pages for a long time was content that vendors had to pay for. They had to pay for this enhanced content to be on their pages. It's a bandwidth thing. If you think about the cost of posting and serving that content to millions of people every day, it's not cheap for Amazon to host and serve all this rich content with the rich images and videos and things like that. It's much, you know, much more straightforward to serve content that is just text-based. But over time, they've added this capability and feature to essentially anyone that comes at a cost. And if you're going to be developing a, a, an app where a brand can take their own images and create a 3D render, that isn't a super simple app to develop either. So the fact that they've gone and made this available to all these sellers and created a capability for them to actually make their own 3D content, that really tells me that this is like Amazon sees a path to like recouping that cost. So I think it's definitely something if you, if you're in one of these categories like footwear that I just mentioned I tried on a shoe this try on um anything that's worth trying on makeup furniture certainly and if you can reduce the return rates now that Amazon even on a lot of product pages says whether a product is returned frequently or not <laughs> so that's a big buying signal that people are able to see visibly now. Um, if you are in one of these categories where try on or, or showing something in the home helps with the buying decision, certainly why not try out that DIY 3D um, capability and see how that works and, and, and do a test. So very cool. Thanks for um, sharing that, Danilo. And I'm, again, always reminded how fortunate we are to have a, a team of super engaged retail media and marketplace um, practitioners at Acadia who are always, always looking out for this stuff and seeing what is um, new and tracking best practices, tracking before and after. And um, so that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed this random collection of news and best practices. Hope it gives you some ideas. If anything here has sparked your interest, do reach out to us at acadia.io, that's A-C-A-D-I-A dot I-O, or reach out to me on LinkedIn, Kiri Masters, and I hope to catch you next week. Bye.